Hello, and uh, welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I am your host, Dexter Kearley. Um, this is a, uh, a ramble show, which means I do not have a guest. So, if you're one of those people who doesn't necessarily want to hear me talk for, you know, an hour, that's pretty much what this show's going to be. I'm going to... I got some things I wanna. I'm going to talk about some notes I've jotted down, uh, and also I'm gonna play a couple of songs. So, to start off with, I'm gonna do a few announcements. It's a pretty dang cold Tuesday morning here in Amarillo, Texas. Um, Tuesday morning, the 16th of uh, January. It's kind of crazy to think it's already 2018. Kind of blows my mind. Like you. I don't know if anybody else is this way, but I kind of like have a year or a time frame maybe that's just like, that's where my mind is stuck. And I think it's around like 2010 to 11. I don't exactly know. That's kind of whenever I entered into, um, you know, I had a couple years on the fire department. I kind of entered into like a routine of life, you know, and it's just like time froze. And now I say 2018, it's like crazy. It's crazy how fast the time goes. Um, uh, but anyway, a uh, few announcements. There's the Colfax Half Marathon in Denver is May 19th and 20th. Um, and I'm planning on running it. I think I'm, my wife's planning on running it. And I got a couple of other buddies that have all tentatively said that they were going to try to run it. So if anybody's interested in doing that, now is the time to start training. Um, if you can run, if you can run a 5K like without taking a break, then you're in shape enough to start training for a half marathon. That's what I've been telling people. It does seem like a lot of running, but it's really not that much um, once you get into a routine and you get used to running. Um, and it's really fun to run a half marathon. And if anybody. If anybody hasn't done it and they've always kind of thought about it, this might be a good opportunity because the Colfax half in particular is a, a really cool one to run because you go through like downtown. I think it's a really historic street. And uh, from what my wife has done it before, she said, you know, you run through a zoo, um, you run through the Denver Zoo, you run through like a fire station, and they have it just zigzag around town, kind of hit some cool things. So. Um, but anyway, if anybody's interested in doing that, May 19th and 20th, uh, even if you're not a runner, like that's what's funny is people are like, well, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. You know, <laughs> not really. I mean, I, I, I've uh, never been a very good runner. I've never really participated in, in running. And if, if you get me out on the track or something, I'm not the best runner in the, in the world, but that's what I like about half marathons is cause you set your own pace, you get into your head and then you just kind of. You just kind of knock it out, and it's it's fun. Uh, it's a lot easier when you have encouragement around, and there's like a ton of people that are like cheering on you, and, and it's weird because it's kind of a goofy thing. Like when when you feel that that like when somebody comes like, "Good job, you got it," whatever. It's kind of funny. I don't know. I I have a weird relationship with with that, but it makes you feel really good. It's crazy, and there's a ton of people yelling at you, so. That will be a good one to run if you're interested in it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do a, a formal thing. I guess it depends on how many people we get wanting to go or or whatever. You know, Maybe we could make it more formal. But right now I'm just planning on it being an informal thing. If you want to do it, hey, say hi while you're up there. We'll chill. Maybe drink a couple of beers. Um, anyway, May 19th and 20th there. Um we got the Panhandle uh, podcast meetup, February 3rd. It's a Saturday. I haven't really lined up a location to host this thing at, but if it's going to be like it was last time, I'm definitely not in the position yet where I'm ready to do a live show. There's a lot of logistical and technical issues that I've come to realize um, through thinking about it that I don't think I'm ready to do yet. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to push back trying to make it a, an actual show 
and just do it more as another meetup hangout. This time, I think I'm going to try to, I, and I, I'm not sure which restaurant we're going to do it at. Uh, if anybody has a preference or a suggestion, uh, shoot me a line on, like, email me or something. But um, I'm hoping this next time we can get just, like, a corner of a restaurant, and that way people can mingle and, like, sit at tables and don't have to sit at, like, one long table. But the last one was really fun. Uh, it was cool because I think I, I knew everybody at the table uh, just through having had contact with all of them, but not very many people knew other people at the table. So it was really cool to see uh, like a group a group of people that I all know, like I'm the kind of common factor, um, but they don't know each other, but actually they're more interesting than, you know, they have the higher potential of learning something from uh, the people at the table with them than they'd ever have from me. But anyway, anyway, it was cool to see people, uh, just interacting. And I, I really think that that's what we need more in the community is just people interacting and, and kind of enjoying each other's company. And it was a good, uh, time for that. So, uh, February 3rd, Saturday, maybe just do it at fire slice again, uh, maybe move somewhere else. Uh, but, I'm lagging behind, and it was a little ambitious of me to jump on this. I'm not very good at planning, so trying to set these things up is... Like, I'm a terrible procrastinator as well, so... Uh, anyway, not great at setting these up, but I think it'll be fun, and hey, if just the exact same people that came last time show up again, I'll have a good time, and that's all I'm really worried about. Um. Anyway, so... I was going to say um, a little update on how the podcast is doing so far, uh, which I don't really know. You know, I haven't had a whole lot of the feedback and the engagement that I've had. I've had a couple of buddies uh, reach out and and say, you know, good job. And I've had I've talked to several different people who said that they were listening and um I appreciate it, and I I appreciate you bearing with me on some of this stuff. I'm really just learning. I'm figuring out. I mean, like, right now, I'm sitting in my laundry room with my computer rolling and a notebook on my lap. I mean, I don't have any clue what I'm really doing here. Um, But I'm having a good time doing it. And I've had a lot of people walk up and ask me, like, hey, I saw that you started a podcast, but I haven't listened to any of them how is it doing? And that's such a funny question. And I don't know how to answer it. Cause it's like, how is it going? Like as a hobby, it's going really fun. I've had uh, some great conversations. I'm actually really proud of, uh, some of the interviews that I've put out, uh, actually all of them that I've put out in, in some way. And a lot of ones that I haven't put out, like that's, that's what, it takes some courage, I guess, to like post something that you've recorded, uh, especially when you're posting it for people to listen. Like, it's not like I'm just saying, "Hey, like, I'm putting this up here for me, and I don't want anybody to ever hear it." I would actually like people to be listening to my podcast, and that puts like kind of an interesting stigma around anything that you do. Um, but let's see. Anyway, I have been really happy, like with some of the podcasts I've put out, all of the podcasts I've put out, and some of the ones I haven't. So, um, But it, it's it been really encouraging. It's been really fun. Like, uh, And I don't, I don't really have any numbers, but I can see on my, uh, like through my website, I can see different places that people have downloaded the show. So I don't know if that's necessarily... Evidently, this is taking into account like iTunes and maybe some different places, and it's plug because it's pulling the RSS feed. Maybe, maybe somebody who's more technically minded. If the person who is hearing this is more technically minded than me, reach out because I've got some questions. But anyway, if I am to believe this, then in the last thirty days, I've had a person from Australia listen. I've had a person from Germany listen. Um, and then 135 people from the United States listen, which that's my, uh, I, it, some people who've been with me from the beginning will know that like I've set my number at a hundred people. If 
a hundred people regularly listen to my show, then I will consider myself having like put something out that like is validated, you know, like you don't want to just be putting something out and no one's listening because then it's you, you, uh, become the crazy person who's just yelling into a microphone, you know, like what's the difference between me sitting in my laundry room, speaking into a microphone with nobody listening or standing in the middle of a street corner, or like on a street corner with a bullhorn, you know, nobody likes that guy. And I don't want to be that guy. So I set my number around like a hundred people. If a hundred people regularly listen and enjoy the show, like actually get something out of it, um, then I will consider myself having done a good job. And this is saying 135 did from the United States, at least downloaded it. That's not saying they listened to it. They might've just downloaded it as thinking like, Dexter seems like a pretty nice guy. I'll just download it. I'll humor him. I'll never going to listen to it, but it's a humor. Anyway, it's kind of cool. I can zoom in on this map. I've had 17 people from New York listen. I'm assuming those are all Aaron Holland listens. Um, I've had two from North Carolina, a couple of buddies probably from North Carolina. So uh, one from Tennessee, two from Georgia, uh, three from California. That's kind of cool. Um, ooh, I've got two people from Beverly Hills listening and then one from Los Angeles. So I don't know if those were Texans who were in California and who downloaded it. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, my, uh, that's kind of fun. I'd get on that occasionally and kind of check and see. And I've seen a lot of people from different places. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I'm excited about the, whatever this is, the project, you know, putting out a podcast and doing a show. I, uh, I've got some really interesting people lined up and it's crazy. So since I'm only putting out about an episode a week, um, it's, and I put them out almost instantly whenever I record them. I, I don't want to line up like three or four in a week. Maybe I should, um, and just get them down and get them recorded. But I kind of like them to be fresh, fresh off the presses. You're hearing this person two days after they record it, you know, uh, for my guests, my, uh, the people I interview. Um, so, but I'm, I'm getting backed up. Like I've got a lot of people I need to talk to a lot of conversations that I'm really looking forward to having and, and putting out and, ha- uh, hopefully people listen. And, um, so, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might have more podcasts coming at you. I might try to stack some more in, or I might start pre-recording them and releasing them on like a schedule or something. But, uh, anyway, um, pretty encouraged i've been feeling pretty good about about whatever it is i'm doing um having fun with it at least and so i guess you could say that i'm i'm having a good time doing it um and that it you know we're 13 minutes in and i said i was gonna play some music so i'll go ahead and get to this um my first track of the morning for me who knows what time it is for you maybe it's like you're about to go to bed um i don't know so but it's morning for me and uh this is uh this is mick jenkins uh off of his 2014 album the water this track is called vibe i hope you enjoy it Organic 
wishes Just breaking habits, I pray for balance I'm tasting scriptures, inhaling vapors And painting pictures, so pristine Right on your ceiling, the feeling is kind of sustained For the art form and never the hand clap When that's clear, you can call it saran rap Remember when you getting all this green That it's gotta be sand traps Derails don't only happen at Amtrak If you don't understand that What well, am I, nigga? You special Like, cleft lips, how I stay on the up and up With the verbiage that I let go This was never a game and these was never no jokes I'm impervious to your heckle I miss the Hyde Park, much worse than a Dr. Jekyll Who bad? Damn, son, you looking like Bill O'Reilly You mad? Our Bill of Rights from the past We'll never make it to the future Even with a Martin Luther 50 Shades of Karma Sutra We're fucked, so would you smoke with me? I know this shit has been stressful, but would you cope with me? I'm knee-deep in these waters I'm asking you, would you float if you knew that I could build a boat And I told you that God spoke with me Vibe with the nigga one time If this joint get high with the nigga one time I won't have you on your ass We can talk about some real shit Tell me how you feel uh, Tell me do you feel this, feel this Vibe with the nigga one time If this joint get high with the nigga one time I won't have you on your ass We can talk about some real shit Tell me how you feel uh, Tell me do you feel this, feel this Tell me do you feel this Snap to talk a couple black thoughts, spit them through this gap tooth. Just for the shit, thought that you listen and let me express my gratitude. How can you hate on the attitude? Know that it's me, my nigga, he's too thorough. Been sowing seeds out in New York, niggas good in like two burrows. I've been in a 514. French getting too clean, customs is routine, eating hella poutine. I think I might buy one more. Connected with minds on the cusp of greatness. If you didn't know, now you know. Come and fuck with the free nigga, fuck your lateness. This whole world is too fucking heinous. I seen some shit up on the TV that had fucked my day up. This life will fucking drain us. They tryna fucking train us. Niggas busy trapping. Didn't even get to see my granny before she passed. Cause I was too busy rapping. That type of shit'll shift your whole perspective. Make you spit the type of shit to rip a whole collective. The pieces I've been connecting. The truths I hope I connect with the thesis. Feel the vibe, I got some shot day, I know that we could snap too. Knowledge got some rap tapes, I know that we could rap too. I'ma roll this joint and probably light it. You can hit it if you want, but know that you don't really have to. I'm at you and open with my intentions. I never be condescending. We'll do all the things I mentioned. Just vibe with the nigga one time. Hit this joint, get high with the nigga one time. I won't have you on your ass. We can talk about some real shit. Tell me how you feel. Uh, tell me, do you feel this? Feel this? Vibe with the nigga one time. Hit this joint, get high with the nigga one time. I won't have you on your ass. We can talk about some real shit. Tell me how you feel. Uh, tell me, do you feel this? Feel this? Tell me, do you feel this? Jenkins is um see what I think is really interesting about a rapper like Mick Jenkins is <clears throat> most people don't look at him like a dork and um so like for instance like uh like a Shakespearean person will sometimes be considered a dork you know because you got to geek out you've got to like really investigate something to see the deeper layers it's like a scientist nerd whatever you know it's just uh a stereotype but you got to geek out on certain aspects and you have to ignore other aspects like some people might think oh he is a a thug and he's hard and he's dumb or something like that they might throw out stereotypes and they completely miss that he's actually like one of he's a brilliant writer like his writing like i think too often people think cuz mainstream rap it like that's the thing is it he gets lumped in with 
some okay if you're a country music listener and you only listen to country music and you you never uh you have to acclimate your ear and then you have to understand the underlying things that they're saying in order to actually grasp the depth of the music and if the only rap that you the rap quote unquote that you hear is popular stuff on the music talking about you know whatever i mean just some of them they're they're more clowning around it sounds like than making like real writing real writing and man mick jenkins can write i mean he has the the line i'm asking you oh wait i'm knee deep in these waters and i'm asking you would you float if you knew that i could build a boat and told you that god spoke to me like whoo that is i mean listen back everything that that dude does is like super high technical lyrical levels i mean he's talking about noah you know salvation coming through the flood and survive i mean it's just there's a lot of layers that it invokes whenever he says something like that and it can it relates to everyone that's what i think a lot of people think is oh well i'm not uh, I didn't grow, I'm not black, I didn't grow up a hip-hop kid, which I, that's the thing is I kind of grew up, I listened to some hip-hop whenever I was a kid for sure. Uh, my next door neighbor's favorite rappers are like Tupac and No Limit Soldiers, and but anyway, I'm not legitimized in that field by no means. I'm not a rap historian or anything like that, but whenever I hear Mick Jenkins, I can instantly relate, like it feels like he's speaking to me. It's not necessarily I have to be a rap fan to enjoy his music, although I happen to be a rap fan uh, nowadays, especially for, I, I really like the attitude that most rappers have whenever I'm running, because they, they're typically saying like, you can, uh, I can do anything, is like kind of how the rapper says it, you know, he's like, I can, uh, I can build a boat, and I can tell you that God spoke, you know what I mean, or to use Mick Jenkins, but uh, all these guys are saying like, I've, I've got to work, I've got to get better, I've got to push harder, and then I can be the best in the world. And then they go on to talk about it like they're the best in the world because they're living in this, like, they built a little room, a little stage, and then they step up on it, and then they rap as the person they imagine themselves to be. And so it's there's a lot of layers to building a rap verse out and and being a good uh, musician and using that as as the art to push it forward. Anyway, don't overlook rap just because you don't understand it, is what I'm saying. And vice versa, don't overlook country music because you think you understand it. A lot of people do that. They're like, oh, country music's terrible. or And they've, they've never really dug deep and heard the good country artists. I think any genre of music with the proper artistry can any genre can be great it went pop music dude justin timberlake is killing it. anyway moving on from that mick jenkins check him out uh my first uh segment my first topic that i was going to talk about today is i <clears throat> i was kind of so since i've started really i'll be honest with the audience since I've started releasing these podcasts and like, oh, I don't think I said it earlier, but I did release a new blog post out on my website. If anybody cares to go read it uh, and I don't know, you don't even have to tell me what you think or even acknowledge that you read it. But if you're interested in it, it's up. But since I've started doing this, um, since you get so many numbers back, like from Facebook and from uh, the, you know, your website and you get all these different like feeds, um, that I'm getting now, imagine what the technological overlord that's like watching us right now with their mining out of our information. But excuse me, what I'm allowed to mine, uh, is very interesting. And I was thinking, is social media like a telescope into a different aspect of nature that was previously unobservable? Um, now, think about like the scientific revolution um, when Galileo 
overcame. Now, double check me. Listen, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a professional. I'm not a scientist. And I'm not a historian. But I'm going to tell you this story. And then you can go double check it. But whenever like the Galilean model, which is the sun-centered model, uh, overtook the... Actually, I think there was a Copernican model and... Anyway, there was the old model that had these weird explanations for these ellipses of rotations to where it made everything in the celestial sky look like it was going around the Earth. And then they ended up realizing, no, the Earth is going around the sun, and it makes a lot of the math a lot easier. So they realized that the Earth was the center of the universe. That... um observation would not have been possible without ever increasing um, telescopes like part of the way that we have orbital dyn- uh, what do they call it orbital mechanics um, physicists that I mean you can you can predict hey I can launch a rocket from Earth and hit Mars and with a reasonable amount of accuracy you can make that shot like. I mean, they can do it like spot on. It's pretty incredible. Um, But all of that is dependent upon being able to make observations to test these theories and make sure that you have everything worked out. So you have to have these telescopes that can see distant objects. And so as the technology increased, they started realizing that their model of of their world wasn't correct because they could observe things that went counterintuitive to what they believed was correct. So um, I was thinking, okay, if that's what a telescope does to like a physical science, um, what would a telescope that looks into your social media um, or your... Think about the subconscious things that you start doing if you're not really paying attention, like pulling your phone out and checking your phone, you know? Hey, it hasn't buzzed. I don't think it's buzzed, but let me just check and see. Maybe something, maybe somebody needs me. Maybe something's going on. Maybe there's something more important inside my phone that's inside my pocket than is happening directly in front of my face, you know? If you're not paying attention, you can like get into these little cycles where you're just doing something. Yeah, Like sometimes I'll... If I'm super distracted or if I'm having like, like I'm kind of sleepy or maybe I drank too much coffee and I'm wired, I don't even know. My brain's not working quite right. And I'll find myself just pulling my phone out, checking it, pulling my phone out, checking Facebook. What is this? And I'm like, what the fuck am I, what am I doing? I don't even care about what's in my phone right now. I don't, I don't necessarily need something, but it's the, the subconscious calling almost, you know, like pick your phone out of Take your phone out of your pocket. There's something in your head telling you that. Great. Grab, look at the screen. What is it? What's on there? You know? Like giving you commands. And and if you're not mindful about that, then you fall down these. But what I'm saying is that is all data. That is all information. That is all like a way of seeing into ourselves um, from, a, from a means that's outside of ourselves. So if they could collect all that data compile what it possibly means, interpret it, you know, would that show us to be a different, like, you know, to draw a metaphor to the earth is the center of the solar system to the sun being the center of the solar system. It changes our perspective of what we are. So now if a a physical telescope did that to that world, what is the world that maybe... I don't know, maybe this is more like a psychological question or a psychoanalytical question or something, but um, I don't know. I just That's definitely going to be something in the near future. Um, what does messing around on your phone tell us about yourself? Is it a sort of mirror? Like, so think about you got a big old zit on your nose, you know? And you don't have a mirror to look and even notice you have a zit there. Are you going to notice it? Probably not. If it doesn't obscure your vision, you're not even going to know you have a zit on the tip of your nose. But now, hey, you have a mirror. You can like get up in that mirror, look at your skin, be like, you're looking at yourself closer than probably anybody else is going to be looking at you. And you're like 
popping zits and doing different things. You need that mirror on the wall. Or maybe in this case in your pocket. You got this uh, a way of looking at yourself that is external to yourself that tells you about yourself. And then you take that information and you you change that aspect. So may, I think my big thing is being mindful like in the moment, you know, like sometimes I'll I'll find myself like grabbing grabbing for my phone or going for my computer or you know just just not engaging. And then there's other times when I'm the complete opposite. And uh, or like if I'm playing with Emmett or something, I I really am just paying attention to Emmett. I'm not really paying attention to these other different things. But um, identify. So these are all kind of notes I have. So just you know, hopefully bear with me. Identify the mystery, ego, belief, and perception. I'm not exactly sure. That's the only. That's the extent of the note that I had. So I'm not exactly sure what I was thinking about or trying to go with that identifying the mystery oh uh, no ego belief and perception there's a lot of mystery there identifying oh it's not coming to me so sometimes i make these notes and i just like kind of hope that whenever i read the note that the thought that i was having when i wrote the note would come back to me and i don't think it really does but I I do think that that's something that you can do within yourself or like any time, any day is use these like little objects and these little different aspects around you to like be a better mirror for yourself. Because sometimes it's so funny, like there are times where I'm like, man, Shannon, she's not, she's not doing this. She's not doing this or whatever. And I'm like, I'm focused on something like, uh... Something super simple. I can't even think. It's, oh, she she didn't pick up her jacket. She didn't pick up. And then I walk in and I see this, my clothes all over the room that I didn't pick up any of it. So it's like almost one of those things like the, the plank in your own eye before you remove the plank in your neighbor's eye. Um, it's kind of, it's like sometimes you I I can get so focused on what somebody else isn't doing that I realize that I'm not doing it. And the person in the situation that I really should be feeling sorry for is the the person that I'm thinking did whatever like bad thing against me. Anyway, that is 33 minutes into the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and play another song for you. This, this song is from just a glass animals. It's off their 2016 release, How to Be a Human Being is the name of the album. This song is called Life Itself. Please enjoy.
All right. So um, during that break, identifying the mystery, ego, belief, and perception, what I, what I think I was thinking came to me, um, those are just tools that the, that the mind uses. So we think that we are our ego, we are our beliefs, and we are our perceptions. Um, like I think I am Dexter. Um, I believe my wife loves me. And I perceive that my wife loves me. All three of these things are tools and constructs. It's kind of like the mind manipulating you to make sure you keep it alive maybe. Um, they're large. So, and I, I can't remember the exact statistic on this. You have to look it up. But I think it's 15% of the like neurological inputs into the, the visual cortex. Only about 15% of them come from your eyeballs. So 85% of what you're seeing is actually your mind filling in the blanks, right? You know, it's your mind, uh, like, creating the, I guess you could say simulation, you know? Like, your your brain is, is filling in bits of information, like from what's behind the computer that I can't see, my mind puts it behind the computer like I can see it, even though I can't. Um, But so ego, belief, and perception are just tools. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have gone back to that, but I think that will explain what I was talking about earlier. But so uh, the last thing, the last topic I have here is um, what do you not want your life to be? is maybe a more important question than what do you want it to be. Um, every time I, I think back on different points and times in my life and I think about what I wanted my life to be, um, and it, it it's one of those things like in hindsight, I was always wrong. Anytime I thought like, man, my life would be better if fill in the blank, whatever, um that that was the wrong the wrong thought like it was always like like in hindsight it's like oh man i really wish this girl would have stayed with me well in in now in hindsight i'm i'm actually glad she didn't like me or you know like i'm actually glad we broke up because it's way better for her and it's way better for me like i couldn't be happier and I'm assuming that they couldn't be happier. So that decision, in hindsight, was a good thing for me. So what you think you want at the time and what you end up, what ends up actually being better for you are different. So that's useless. Wanting, uh, thinking, thinking you, uh, um, thinking like what you want your life to be is useless. Just think about what you don't want it to be. And then I, I think that for some reason that trick, thinking about it that way, possibly makes it more likely. Like, for instance, I don't ever want to be immobile in my life. Hopefully I can keep my joints good and keep my strength up and keep my flexibility and my mobility to where as I age, I continue to be mobile. I really want to be active for the rest of my life. I really want to be active, you know? Um I don't want to be inactive. I don't want to be confined to a wheelchair um, for no other reason than I'm getting old. Maybe if I break a hip or something like that. Of course, you know you gotta you gotta. I'm not, I'm not saying be a uh, irreasonable or whatever. Uh, unreasonable, irreasonable, <laughs> unreasonable. Um, but you know, sometimes if you think about it that way, instead of me saying, "Oh, I want to be the fastest runner in Amarillo." I want to be that. If I could be the fastest runner in Amarillo, all of my fitness goals would be complete and I'd be happy. That's never going to be achievable because even if you become the longest long distance runner, well, can somebody beat you in a sprint? Can somebody beat you, you know, at a different distance or running a different race? Maybe they play you in ping pong, you know? Maybe you're not always going to be the best runner in Amarillo. So, if you say, I, I just want to be, I just don't want to be 
not a, I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's a completely less, um, lost point. It's more constructive what you think you want. Desires often have a way of deceiving us into thinking that we want something different than we actually do want. Um, let's see. I don't want to be blank. Therefore, I need to do blank. Twilight Zone. See, that's that's what... That's actually what got me thinking about it was have you ever watched any of those old episodes of the Twilight Zone and the the person there's always this episode where like it's the trickster almost like the the devil like a devil character comes in and says here I can grant you 3 wishes what is it that you would like you know and then it always backfires it's always like the terrible you know like he says well I just want to be alone and boom he's gone and no one can you know, he's by himself for the rest of the episode, rest of his existence, you know, when he didn't really mean he wanted to be alone, he just wanted to, like, I don't know what his desire was, but the Twilight Zone, like, oftentimes what you think you want isn't what you get, you know, it, if you're striving for something to control, I don't know, take from that what you will, so, uh, Anyhow, uh, this so we're at 44 minutes. I'm probably going to go ahead and wrap it up. My family should be coming home here pretty soon. They went and hung out with a friend. So I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get an opportunity the rest of this week. Um, so I was going to sit down and shoot out a podcast real quick. Also, I think um, through the first uh, Panhandle podcast meetup, um, I kind of started talking with a couple of different people which I'm not really that into uh award shows and stuff like that but I think we're gonna do a Oscars and it'll be I'll do it as a special edition on this podcast but hopefully some of the other guests as you will see they're more into theater they're more into theater theater they're both um actors and uh one's an actress and one's an actor and they're both real into that whole world Uh, i think uh one graduated from wt's um performance program and one is currently in wt's performance arts thing and uh anyway i'll let them introduce themselves but possibly that might become its own thing that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping we'll do a special edition podcast for my show and then they will create their own show because I think that's a a world I don't really know much about. I'm not I'm not a dancer. I've never really been been much of an actor or a singer or anything like that. Um, but that world is huge, and especially in Amarillo with the with the Amarillo Little Theater, and there's some good stuff, some good stuff in that community. So anyway, um, that's a possibility. So be on the lookout for that one and. Hopefully, I've I've got a couple of different interviews possibly lined up for next week. So maybe a couple will be a couple different episodes will be coming at you next week. So anyway, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram or hit me up on Twitter. Or I actually got my first week retweet uh, possibly ever with a, uh, a girl. I'm actually going to try to interview here on the a podcast. Uh, let's see, I don't know if I still have it pulled up. Um, but it was kind of cool. So it's, I have not figured out, I've not been able to figure out Twitter to save my life. Uh, I can't interact with anybody on it. It's just the platform doesn't make sense to me for whatever reason, or maybe I'm just not good at tweeting. Maybe I'm, maybe I just don't understand what I'm doing. Maybe I need to be taught, but, um, I got my first, uh, retweet from High Plains Jenny. She works at, uh, the, public radio here in Amarillo. She's a host on it. And so, uh, shout out to her, you know, for giving, she retweeted the Hayden Pettigo, uh, episode. So, but, um, so let's see what, why was I talking about her? Oh, Twitter hit me up on Twitter. If you want to, evidently you can like this, this worked. She retweeted and I said, thank you. And she, you know, Twitter works, I guess. Uh, it's just my first time engaging with it. So, uh, our Facebook's pretty easy. Um, yeah. Or just check out my website. That'd be a cool way to check me out too. Um, 
Other than that, I appreciate y'all listening to me. And I haven't actually picked what song I'm going to leave with. Um, So I will pick it right now as I am speaking to you. Um, I kind of want to play one again, actually. So this is City With No Children in it. Uh, off of the Arcade Fires, The Suburbs. Uh, 2010 is when this track came out. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Until next time, peace. Can pay the interest on your debt.